Welcome to Coaches on a Mission. I'm your host, Dallas Travers, and today's bonus episode is going to take the quiz conversation that we started on Sunday even further because my favorite quiz expert will share some important things to consider before you design a quiz as your lead magnet. So I'm very happy to introduce Shanti Zach. Shanti is a business growth coach, strategist, and agency owner, sometimes lovingly known as the quiz queen, though that's not really what she calls herself. <laughs> She's also the chief evangelist at Interact, which is a quiz platform. She's a mom of three and even an amateur homesteader. You're going to get a hint of that during our conversation today, so stay tuned. Now, what I love about Shanti is how she helps values-driven brands build a thriving ecosystem in their businesses through her programs as well as her done-for-you services. And today, Shanti and I will talk about why quizzes are a perfect lead magnet for coaches and some invisible yet all-too-common mistakes people make when they design their quizzes. I even made one of them myself. Okay, before I hand the mic over to Shanti, I want to encourage you to follow her on Instagram and check out her website, shantizak.com. All right, let's talk quizzes with Shanti Zach. Hi, Shanti. Welcome to Coaches on a Mission. Dallas, I'm so excited to be here. It's like a, a reunion, even though it hasn't been that long, but I got to be a guest on your show not long ago, and we had a really, this was our first time meeting, and it was a really fun conversation, so I appreciate yeah. you now returning, returning the favor and coming on this show. I love it. Can we just trade podcasts back and forth right? and <laughs> until the end of time? Like, that's my jam. This sounds pretty efficient, actually. I love it. <laughs> so I invited you here because... You are, in my mind, the leading authority on all things quizzes and funnels, and we've been talking a lot inside of The Hive, but also on this show about the importance of list building and the value of lead magnets. So I'm excited to soak up all of your expertise today. Before we dive specifically into a conversation about quizzes, can you just draw a distinction for us today and talk about the difference between a monoculture marketing approach and creating a diverse and thriving ecosystem in your marketing. Absolutely. And we can even enter that conversation from the quiz lens because I've been in the online business world for about seven years now and probably five of those quizzes, assessments, quiz funnels has been my main focus. When I first started doing that work, I thought, this is such a great niche. It's it's all about lead gen and conversions. And there's I've got such great case studies and yada, 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 right? And it was just this very hypey thing. And I definitely entered it with that perspective of, I can sell this solution to people's problems. And I wasn't thinking about all of the other aspects of my own business, of the business of my client, my students eventually, that also factored into their long-term success and ability to create a business that is sustainable and that feels good to them. And that feels aligned with what they actually want and their values. And I know you talk about that so much. And I really appreciate it because our values are so unique. 
to us. And so our businesses and our marketing needs to be unique to us as well. And I would create things for people that would do incredibly well. They'd get thousands of new leads and have awesome conversions, but that didn't necessarily, like that wasn't the end all be all. And suddenly everything is magical and perfect in their business. Like there's so much that factors in. And I really now come to this work from a perspective of it's all connected. And I have that perspective in my life as well. Mm-hmm. And I see that in nature. And so pulling those lessons from life, from nature, from how natural ecosystems function, bringing them into the world of business and marketing, to me made so much sense because we see so much destruction in our external environment, thanks to largely like this mentality that we can just raise the rainforests and and plant a whole bunch of soy and feed the world or you know, like replace rainforests with cows and like this monoculture mentality, it affects us in our internal world as well. It affects us in our businesses. We see it in the marketing methodologies that are so popular out there that I too, like was once perpetuating and I'm sure I still am in some ways, like it's a work in progress, but like, I think if we can work toward wholeness and mm-hmm. this perspective of like, okay, well, the season that I'm at in my life actually matters. My ability to look within, ask myself meaningful questions. And we're talking to coaches. So I know that's, you're probably second nature, but, and then really intentionally from there, okay, now what do I want to create in my marketing? kind of experience do I want people to have and and quizzes are a part of that but they're not the whole ecosystem that's such a beautiful metaphor thank you for sharing it what I heard you say was in the beginning even in your business you saw such an opportunity to grow your business by niching down into quizzes and quizzes are and were fantastic but they're a part of the big picture And so by having such a narrow focus, it allowed you to easily forget about all of the other things that the quiz funnel might impact or things that might be ignored when you're focusing only on one element. So whether it's quizzes or Instagram reels or having a podcast or anything like that, the point you're making here is to start by looking inward and then look holistically at your entire business and then make decisions about lead gen and your offerings and all of those pieces, but looking at it as a whole rather than seeking fast and slick solutions. So with that as our jumping off point, I want to encourage our listeners to be in a position where you can take some notes as you listen, but remember as incredible as a quiz might be in your business, Listen to Shanti's advice through this lens of your business as an ecosystem rather than a quiz as simply a strategy. Should we dive yeah, in, Shanti? Yeah. yeah. And I'll just I'll just throw into that like part of the ecosystem is the sun. That's the main source of energy in any ecosystem. In nature, the sun represents 80% of the energy that comes into an ecosystem. In your business, you are the sun. 
So taking care of yourself, knowing yourself, that's the foundation. What does that look like for you? Lately, it looks like having uh, intermittent social media fasts. So, you know, like, are you familiar with intermittent fasting? Yeah. Yeah. So you don't Just eat for, until... For our listeners. Yeah, fill, fill our listeners in in case they're not. It's actually really funny. When I first started working in the world of writing online, I worked with this company and I wrote so many articles on intermittent fasting. <laughs> Like I could just talk about it. I know way too much about it, but basically your body remains in a fasted state for 12 to 18 hours of the day. And then you have a small window where you're consuming food. And so you might have your last meal at six o'clock and then not eat again until 11 in the morning, for example, Mm -hmm. and all sorts of cool stuff happens in a fasted state. But for social media purposes, for me, I'm really trying to not look at social media at all until noon and then close it down by six or seven. And I don't always stick to that, especially when I want to be distracted by something. But having that structure in place has been helping me a lot. And that trickles over into like email and business activities. I used to be this person who would wake up at five and start working. And after my kids went to bed, pull my laptop out again and and keep working on my business until 11. And Mm -hmm. it was incredibly unsustainable. So keeping a tighter container is making a big difference. Thank you for sharing that. I think for me, as like the center of my of the universe here in my own ecosystem, I'm learning more and more how to delegate powerfully. I think part of my Capricorn identity is like, any sort of assessment, astrology, human design, like all of the things tell me that I should work to relax. Yes. <laughs> and that's really been true for me, but learning how to delegate powerfully and trust myself enough to hand things over has been an extremely beneficial form of self-care. Are you a projector in human design? Did we talk about that? No, I'm a manifesting generator. Okay. I'm always jealous of the manifesting generators as a projector in the house. Oh, projector. Yeah. But yes, delegating. That's huge. And not the easiest thing in the world, but it makes a huge difference. Well, why don't we dive into quizzes? I want to just start by asking, why do quizzes work so well when it comes to lead gen, especially for coaches? I mean, there's multiple reasons, but I think one of the most compelling reasons, especially for coaches, Mm -hmm. is that you of all people know how powerful questions can be. A question is like a portal into just a, a world of possibility. And as a coach, you learn to ask great questions, right? And mm-hmm. you see how profound that skill set is in helping people, in helping yourself. And how do you do that at scale? So I know it's not the same, like a question on a quiz cannot be compared and put on the same level as a question 
in an intimate coaching session, but it's a starting point. Mm-hmm. It's the beginning of a conversation with someone on the other side who's engaged, curious, asking that question to themselves, analyzing how they might respond to it, and then giving you that feedback. Mm-hmm. So it's a way that we can ask questions at scale. And when we get intentional around it, we can ask questions that are really meaningful for both us as coaches and business owners to better understand our audience, but also for our audience to better understand themselves and where they're at based on the insights that you can give them. I had never thought of it that way, but you're right. A quiz is an invitation to be introspective and it can feel like an exchange of energy because I contemplate and I consider my answers and I share them with you and I actually get my answers reflected back to me, which is such another brilliant coaching skill, right? Perception checking and reflecting back. I never looked at quizzes through that lens before. It's so fun, right? And when you look out into, say you went into a shop and you're looking for something specific, the person working in that shop would probably come up to you and ask you like, how are you doing today? What are you looking for? They'd ask you questions. You'd give them feedback. They'd give you a recommendation. And now it's a little bit different, of course, in the online space and with coaching, it's not a tangible like jar of relish, but, but same idea. So I think that to me is one of the most compelling reasons is particularly for coaches, but There's other things too, like just the mere fact that a quiz is interactive by its very nature. And any time you have a piece of marketing that requires active engagement from the person on the other side, you mitigate that problem of eyes glazing over. I'm thinking about something else. I don't really care about that. You mitigate apathy to a degree. And so in this time we're living in when we are increasingly distracted and have very short attention spans, that is a big deal. And then the psychology of of knowing more about yourself and where you're at and being able to meet people where they're at, like that will never not be compelling, especially yeah. for those who are on a on a journey of discovery in some context. So as I listen to you, I realize that we should take a step back and fill everyone in on like what a quiz is when it comes to list building and lead generation, mm-hmm. what a quiz actually is and, and how it essentially works. So could you give us the brief overview of the utility and function of a quiz? I brought a few examples Okay, coaches that I've worked with in my program or as clients that I thought could offer some context here. So I'll use one example, Corey, her name is Corey. She was a student of mine and she is a anti-racism educator coach and wanted to grow her email list. And through growing her email list, you probably know you as in the listener, that that is a powerful way to, reach more people with your message, with your offers, and you don't have to rely on referrals so much. Dallas has so many episodes on that, so I'm not going to go too deep, but it's a really incredible asset to have. 
so Corey joined the program with the intention of creating a quiz and, and didn't really have huge expectations. Like she told me, she's like, I don't know. I wasn't really expecting all that much, but what happened is basically, so she, you know, did some work around kind of message she wants to put out there, what kind of people she wants to bring in and came up with the idea of, let me pull it up here. Her quiz is which civil rights icon shoes do you walk in? So mm-hmm. that was her idea. Super fun. And each of those icons has like specific characteristics, value sets, ways that they've walked in the world that she could then say to the quiz taker, this is the one you have the most in common with. Yeah. Whoa, what a way to feel good about yourself and be right. encouraged to keep doing this work. So the process of that was, you know, person, they see this quiz title and they are like, oh yeah, I wonder, I'm curious about that. I'll I'll take two minutes out of my day and answer some questions here. And so she then intentionally crafts usually up to 10 questions, sometimes more. And that could be to help understand which result that person should get. It could also just be for her as a business owner, what does she want to ask? What does she want to know? from her audience. So asking questions around that. And then at the end, there's a little form that pops up and it says something along the lines of congrats. Now enter your name and email and you'll get instant access to your results. So then they fill that out, get the results and you have a new lead. So just like other lead magnets, There's usually an opt-in form. So the way a quiz is built, and my quiz is built on uh, using Try Interact. Is that the tool that you utilize also, Shanti? Yes, it is. So Try Interact is a quiz platform, everybody. And unlike other opt-ins where I might just see a landing page with a description of the video series I'm going to get or the PDF I'll download... I go through and answer a series of questions and then I opt in in order to receive my results. So I can imagine that the conversion rate for a quiz is naturally higher than that of a lot of, I see that in my own business, than that of a lot of other lead magnets because I'm, like you mentioned before, I'm engaged with you. I'm invested in in the questions and in the results. So, so opting in is easier to say yes to. Once I opt in, I get my results and you, the coach, have a new subscriber on your email list. Can we talk a little bit more about the quality or perhaps the intention behind the questions to ask on a quiz? You mm-hmm. mentioned it a little bit more, but do you have any advice for our listeners on how to narrow down the questions that they want to ask? This connects to more than just the questions, but I think it's relevant for the questions as well. But really want to begin with the end in mind. So it's easy to think of a quiz as just like this really fun, easy thing to create and throw up and see what happens. But if you take a step back and you look at, well, what are my goals for this? If I'm going to bring people into my community, into my world, what do I actually want them to do? Like you can look at what you're selling. You can look at your offers. If you have multiple offers, how can you attract people who might be a fit for all of those offers and make sure they end up in the right place? 
So I think that you did a really beautiful job with this, Dallas, in your questions. They, I could tell they were very intentional and they were hyper relevant to the coaches that you would serve. Mm-hmm. So you weren't asking, tell me where your business is at revenue wise, and then having options that are like, I'm a multiple seven figure corporate entity over here. Like there was none of that. The only possible responses were the ones that aligned with the type of coaches and their level of experience that you directly serve. And that makes all the difference. So anyone who starts going through those questions and they're like, oh, none of these answers are actually a fit for me. They're just going to drop off and they're not going to complete the quiz. And that's fine. It's a good thing. You can weed people out that will not be a fit for what you have to offer. Mm-hmm. So always keeping the context of what your end goal is in mind. I wouldn't recommend creating a quiz if you just put your website up yesterday and you've yet to have a single coaching client and you are just getting started. There's nothing wrong with that. That's a beautiful place to be. But you need to know how your potential client would respond based on the different stages that you serve. And so that requires a little bit of experience. I don't want anyone to use that as an excuse and think I don't know enough yet. Even probably having five clients in the past is maybe even enough to know, oh, based on what I've heard from the people I serve, this might be how they respond. And as a coach, you Mm -hmm. can pull questions that you would maybe ask in a one-on-one session. Here's what I feel like we're touching on. And I just want to drive it home for our listeners because it's so important. The theme I'm picking up here, Shanti, is quizzes are great for lead gen, but you want to make sure you're set up to attract the an aligned audience so that your ecosystem doesn't get off balance, right? So it's it's not enough yeah. to just throw a quiz together because then you can get email subscribers because email subs- random email subscribe- subscribers does not equal business growth and it doesn't equal enrolling more people. So having clarity on the offer and basically building the quiz backward from that offer. But the other thing I heard you say was, having a clear understanding of your audience, which comes through experience working with your audience so that you can design a quiz that helps people, A, know they belong, or B, feel really clear that they don't, and then self-select out of the process. Wouldn't it be great if you could just build your business focusing on your strengths I see too many coaches struggling to fit into a certain mold and they ignore the easy path. So let's put an end to that. What I want you to do is go to dallastravers.com slash quiz. I've put together a 45 second superpower quiz designed to reveal two things. Number one, the very next step in your business, whether that's list building, client attraction, or scaling with a course. And number two, the natural strength you possess to help you accomplish that task. When you get your results, you'll also get a custom built toolkit with actionable items you can put in place right away to finally make this growth path simpler because you're doing what you do best. So the link again is dallastravers.com 
gmail.com slash quiz. Go and check it out and then let me know on Instagram how you scored. Yeah, it's like last summer I, I grew a bunch of tomatoes. Okay. And I didn't really know what I was doing. I love tomatoes. I did not know what I was doing. I didn't actually construct proper supports for the tomatoes. So I ended up planting them way too close together. They didn't have enough support. The plants were like massive and full of fruit. A lot of it, like these green fruits that you're like, okay, someday that's going to be a beautiful, juicy tomato. But not if that plant is falling over and dying before it has a chance to even ripen. And that in your business looks like not having the infrastructure, the foundation, the solid offer, the strong understanding of who you help before you start pouring on a bunch of beautiful seaweed fertilizer is the quiz. I'm going to just really take this tomato metaphor too far now. (laughs) I too planted a garden for the first time ever. We planted baby tomatoes and we had the right supports in place. But where I fell short was I was not thoughtful about I was only focused on quantity instead of quality. So we had, I never want to see another tomato for as long as I live. We had so many tomatoes. My neighbors would pass the house and avert eye contact because they knew that I would just shove tomatoes in their face. We had way too many tomatoes. So that's, okay, great. I'm going to design a quiz and get a bunch of leads, but then they may not be relevant to my business and I may not be the perfect, I don't know how to cook. I don't know enough tomato recipes to utilize all tomatoes. Exactly. So great. Now that everyone has logged off of this episode, because we've gotten too far with the tomato <laughs> analogies, <laughs> I want to know more specifically. So we understand now the utility and structure of a quiz, the essential, the importance of working backwards from your offers and really waiting until you have a confident understanding of your audience. So now I'm okay. I've ticked those boxes. I'm ready to design a quiz. What are some common and maybe some invisible mistakes that coaches often make with their quizzes? So one of the biggest ones, and we even did it, maybe we even alluded to it a little bit because we talked about questions before we talked about results. And there is a very common overemphasis on questions being the most important thing. I'm going to write all the questions first, and then I'll move on to the results. And they're kind of like an afterthought. I really recommend creating the results or at least the framework for the results before you look at creating any questions, because it's really easy to get things get messy when you've written a bunch of questions and the the possible responses to those questions. And then you're like, okay, wait, how do these connect to what, what the results will be? You'll save yourself a lot of time and struggle if you create the results first and the bones of that, if you didn't want to create the whole shebang, the bones of that would just be like, okay, well, what are the characteristics present in each different possible result? So that's a big one. Another thing that's very common, and this is one that I saw in your quiz, Dallas. Yeah, I've been waiting to hear. So Not to pick on you. On it. <laughs> it was really, really good. This is one small thing that can make a huge difference. And that is that opt-in form at the end of the quiz with Interact. And I think with a lot of other quiz hosting softwares, they just have some placeholder copy that's like so not 
juicy. And I work with Interact actually directly. I'm their chief evangelist. So I'm trying to help them with this, like making the placeholder copy itself better. But right now it says, enter your name and email. We will send you fun and infrequent updates when you get to the end of this. That's what mine says. Please tell me that's not what mine says. (laughs) You can customize it, but everyone forgets to customize it. Because it's mm-hmm. just like an afterthought. It's there. The copy's there. Like there's something, right? And you probably still get pretty decent results, even with that being the copy. But yeah. if you shift that just a bit, now there's like different, I guess, GDPR compliance things <laughs> that like I just want to emphasize I'm not a lawyer and I'm not giving you advice on how to be GDPR compliant. So let's take that out of the conversation. This is what I do for myself and and for clients is in that opt-in form, I'll put something along the lines of, yes, okay, you're so close to discovering and then fill in the blank with like reminding them why they took the quiz in the first place. Yeah. It's 10 questions later. Maybe they left and had a snack and came back to it and forgot what this is even Mm -hmm. about. So reminding them why, like what is the core benefit of entering their name and email? And then beneath that, you've got some space for a bit of a description. So you can build that out even more. You can be like, this is not your average quiz. In these results, you are going to learn, boom, boom, boom. This is relevant to your experience, where you're at. And I will also send you a whole bunch of incredible free resources in relation to fill in the blank, however you help them. So you're letting them know that like, this is not the first and only communication they're ever going to receive from you. You want to prime them to like, know that they're going to be on your email list. Now you are going to reach out to them directly in their inbox, even after they read your result that they might get direct access to. So having something in there and If you were thinking about GDPR stuff or even just like list cleanliness, you could put in in brackets like, don't worry, you can unsubscribe anytime. Just letting them know. And then now name and email, right? So there's a bit of a reminder. They know what the benefit is. There's some additional context around what they're signing up for. And that can make a huge difference in conversions. Oh, completely. Thank you so much. I feel very selfish for having you on the show because I just got some really fantastic advice. But what I heard you, what I thought when you were sharing that was, okay, take advantage of that opt-in box as though the quiz didn't exist. Like what would I say on that final box where Mm -hmm. it could stand alone and be a strong enough message that someone's going to opt in regardless of their deep desire to have their results or not. That's so helpful. Ooh, that's such an easy fix and an easy mistake to make. If you have any other um, invisible mistakes that you see often made, I'd love to hear another and then we can shift gears a little bit. Here's one more that is really common is this like desire to be clever and original and super fun and to just have the most witty quiz title there is. And that doesn't always work. Sometimes you just got to be clear. Sometimes being clear is a lot more compelling than being clever or fun or, you know, that's the association that we have with, with online quizzes. We think of BuzzFeed. We think of 
like entertainment mm-hmm. as the primary goal, but that's not the primary goal if you're not BuzzFeed. The primary goal is to give people the answers that they need to meet them where they're at, to get the right people into your ecosystem. And sometimes like, oh, I have another fun coaching example. So I created a quiz for a company, they're called Journey. I think we talked about them on our episode. They've just rebranded to Lumia and they are like a life coaching certification program. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for their quiz, I asked them, what questions do you get asked from people who are thinking about joining the program? And the number one question is, well, I don't know. Should I even become a life coach? Like, do I have what it takes? I don't have it all together. Like, can I even do this? I'm already a therapist. Should I consider this? Like, there's Mm -hmm. that, that, but that's the core of the question is, well, should I go down this path? So the quiz itself is, should you become a life coach? It's not like mind-blowingly fun or clever, but that quiz in like the first year had like 80,000 people who took it simply because if you can really meet the conversation that someone's already having in their head, that's huge. I feel like I keep saying that's huge, but it is. It really is. It really is. (laughs) I hear what I hear you saying here, and it's so good, is it's so easy to get distracted by the excitement or the bells and whistles or the creative expression that can happen in a quiz. And so we first so we decide on all the wrong things first. Like, what are what's my theme? Or, oh, I want this to somehow relate to the Billboard Top Ten, and I get so hooked into that. Yeah. And then I design my questions, and the questions might not be the most relevant or important questions because they got to fit in with the Billboard Top Ten. And then I think about my results, and that just gets even messier. So, what I hear yeah. you saying is, in the same way that we would in a coaching session keeping the client's agenda and the client at the forefront, start with that Mm -hmm. and design the quiz to really serve the client, even if it means that it's not the most clever quiz. And I always say like, you can sweep for injecting more humor and personality and pop culture after you have the foundation established. Mm -hmm. That's really helpful. So a lot of our listeners are at the phase in their business where their ecosystem is growing and they now have a clear commitment to expanding their reach and a lot of feelings related to the work it takes to build their list and what am I really in for with that? If one of our listeners feels like they understand their audience and their offer enough to build a quiz, how would you recommend What assignment would you give them today to help them get started? That question of, this sounds so meta, of what questions (laughs) your clients or potential clients ask you the most, what answer would they be just overjoyed to hear? Sometimes that answer is, well, like that there's hope, Mm -hmm. that you're not alone, Others have walked this path. Maybe you've walked a specific path. And sometimes that's what they want to hear, right? Sometimes what they want to hear is, well, like, let's take your business, for example, Dallas. Like, if a coach who is really struggling 
and hated sales and they they just want to coach like and they and they're struggling with marketing stuff and the actual like business stuff and scaling that and they found you and here you are you're like actually sales is is a beautiful thing and it's an extension of coaching and marketing doesn't have to feel gross it can feel really good there's a method there's a proven process and i can teach you based on where you're at they would see that and they'd be like whoa really so that's the kind of experience you want to create for people. So as that question relates to your own business, what does that look like? I think that's a great starting point because you can get into the experience you want to gift to someone yes. who ultimately takes your quiz. And how do you want them to feel? Like that's mm-hmm. a big part of the benefit to a quiz, I think, that isn't talked about that much. But because you're asking questions and getting insights into like, who someone is, what they're struggling with, what they are working toward. There's an intimacy to that. And so, and because they're engaged in the process, by the time they get that result, there's a real opportunity to like lift them up and give them hope and bolster their confidence a bit. It doesn't matter like what industry we're talking about. There's room for that. And really just like, if you can give someone the experience of feeling supported and seen and hopeful and encouraged and inspired, that's so powerful. So looking at how you want people to feel would light them up and how does that relate to what you actually offer? And then, okay, now how can I pull this into like a title that's going to stoke their curiosity? That's a good starting point. And then, you know, another thing to keep in mind, if you get into that place of overwhelm, which is so easy to do because there's just so much to take care of, like (laughs) it's just you and you've yet to start delegating and building a team and, or even if you don't have any interest in that and it's just you and you're wearing all these hats, that's a lot. So you have to be mindful of where you're giving your energy and is it worth it? And with the quiz, what I like to remind people of is if you approach it with intention and you're really clear on who you help and what you offer, then this is an asset that you're creating that you can use for years. It's not like a one-off, I'll promote this for a few weeks and then I'll create a new lead magnet that feels fresh. Like for me, I when I work with clients and students, I love to ask the question of what do you want to be known for? If you were going to write a book, what would be in that book? Now let's pull that over to the quiz and make sure that's included. That was such an exciting and clear assignment. I hope everyone will accept the invitation <laughs> to really explore their answers to those questions. Shanti, thank you so much for coming on the show today. This was It's always so fun for me to see someone talk about the thing they're passionate about because it you just exude it and you have such expertise and such clarity, but also such authenticity and excitement about helping coaches grow their business, right? And using proven tools to do so. So thank you for bringing all of you to the conversation today. My pleasure. Thank you so (laughs) much for inviting me. And I mean, coaches and quizzes. It's a match made in (laughs) 
heaven. Yeah. yeah, it really is. All right. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Be sure to check the show notes because we've included some resources there for you and we will see you back here next week. Thank you so much for tuning in to Coaches on a Mission. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe, follow, rate, and review. Do all of the things <laughs> to show your support for this show. It is so helpful for us, and it also helps other coaches find this show. If you want to take this episode further, please follow me on Instagram. I'm Dallas Travers Biz Mentor, and every week I turn our episode into a week-long mini course on my Instagram page. It's designed to help you apply what we talk about during the episode to your business in a super tangible way. So let's be Insta friends. Head on over to Instagram and look for my new handle. Again, it's Dallas Travers Biz Mentor. You can do that now and you just might find some funny reels while you're there. So believe me when I tell you, it'll be worth it. Okay. Thanks again for tuning in. I truly appreciate that you make time to listen to this show and I hope you have a wonderful week.